Ripple Effect. This is the Empowering Youth Podcast from Building Utah Youth. A nonprofit organization established in 2007 to provide powerful leadership training to the youth of our communities. And now, here's your host, by board member, co-owner of Rapport International and certified trainer, Brett Johnston. Hello and welcome back to the Empowering Youth Podcast. I'm Brett Johnston. I'm JJ Chanowski. And we are so excited here uh, this afternoon, this evening to welcome our newest guest to the podcast. And it's really exciting because usually on our podcast, we have guests that graduated from the training you know, years ago. Um, often, you know, five, 10 years ago. And tonight we have three guests that have graduated from rapport within the last 60 days. And, and the two teens that are with us here tonight graduated less than a month ago. So we're really excited to hear about their experience, um, have them share a little bit about themselves and their lives, and most importantly, what they're going to do with their lives. So I get to introduce someone who, you know, I've been very excited to see her go to the class as well as see, you know, what she's going to do with her life, uh, Ms. Mackenzie Price. Hello, everyone. Um, I'm Mackenzie Price, and I have kind of a unique situation with how I got here. Um, so I work at a country club, and Mr. Brett Johnson is actually a member there. Um, through many conversations, <laughs> many conversations and a lot of fun, um, he had the idea to send me to um, Leader One. And I didn't expect it at all, honestly. Well, tell him, tell him why, though. The more, most importantly, you know, it was definitely about you and for you. But what had just happened in your life at the point that, that we asked you if you would attend the class? So I had just got the news that I was the new head coach at Bonneville for the girls soccer program. So I was super ecstatic, super happy. Um, with been with the program for 14-ish years, going from spectator to player to spectator to coach to now the head coach at the program. Um, with this opportunity, I jumped right in, honestly. I kind of just trusted Brett and the team. Um, didn't know what I was stepping into. Didn't know what to expect with going to class. I just got a plane ticket and a hotel room and was sent off by myself. <laughs> Off to Las Vegas, because who doesn't want to go to Las Vegas? Exactly. Right? I was just like, okay, I guess I'm going to Vegas for a couple of days. It should be fun. Don't know what to expect. And then next thing you know, I got a backpack and a ticket, and there I was going off to class. And I know it felt pretty rushed, Kins, but, you know, we knew that you were going to want to send your girls to the class, and it was so important that you went before they did. No, and I totally understand that concept now. Um, they told me that I got to send some of my girls day one and I kind of didn't understand what that meant. I was like, okay, cool. Yeah. Like, let's do it. But then after coming back from leader one, I had so much emotion with sending my girls. Like I was so excited. I couldn't wait. I was counting down the days, putting their power packs together, selecting who I was going to send was even harder. And then like waiting on the edge of my seat for graduation was like the coolest experience that I've ever had. Um, so definitely when I got back from leader one was a big eye opener. Um, I didn't know what to do next. Honestly, it was just like, wow, the options are endless. There's so many possibilities and like, I'm so strong and I'm capable of doing anything I want right now. And now I get to take it back and show 
36 girls that they are capable of doing that exact same thing. I mean, how cool, like 36, 15 to 18 year old girls, hard high school is hard for girls, especially. And I get to change nine of their lives in three days. I mean, who gets that kind of an opportunity? But like I said, narrowing it down to nine is like, oh, I had so many tears in my eyes. I had so much emotion. I was like, mom, I don't know what to do. And she's like, go with your gut. And that's what I did is I have a very unique set of girls that went and each one were chosen for a completely and entirely different reason. Whether that was they needed a confidence boost, whether they needed to see the potential in themselves that I see, whether it's ah, just a little bit lacking. What, what's that next step for them? How can they fill their glass to that fullest capacity? Yeah, we, we talk about it in the sense of good enough. Yeah. You know, you've got, we've got great kids and most parents are really proud of their kids and coaches. It's like you can really see the potential and often they're just showing up good enough. Oh, for sure. I think a lot of kids, even adults go through the motions, right? They get up, they have a checklist, check one, check two, check three, but they don't ever do it a hundred percent. It's just going through the actions. And like I learned in leader run, good enough is not good enough. And so just being able to focus and do it right. JFDI, like that saying has so much impact with so many little words. You know what I mean? So I truly am a different person today. And I never thought I could feel so comfortable in my own skin. Like when I got back, I didn't care who was my friend. I wasn't trying to beg for anyone's attention. Cause you weren't trying anymore. No, <laughs> I wasn't trying. I was doing, and it felt so good to like get rid of those toxic relationships and not put energy into it anymore. Not being worried about what does everyone think of me? Ah, I got to do this. I got to do that. No, I'm going to do what I want to do. And I'm going to do it the way I want to do it because I am Mackenzie Price. And that's enough. Love that. Mm -hmm. So to your right, who are these young ladies? Perfect. So now I get to introduce my lovely little girls. Um, one has a very special connection to me. Um, one is Ashlyn Price, who is my little sister. Say hi, Ash. Hi, guys. <laughs> so she's on the soccer team. She's going to be a senior this year, and she actually just committed to Weber State on a fluoride scholarship. Yeah. <laughs> so that's awesome. And then the next one I have is $50 million. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and the next one I have is Maylee Larson. Um, say hi, May. Hi. <laughs> May is going to be a freshman. Sophomore. Sophomore, sorry. Sorry, sorry. May's going to be a sophomore. She was That's on JV. That's a big deal, Kins. That's a I really know. big deal. <laughs> the years all mix up. I'm sorry. Okay? I feel like I just got her, but it has been a year because she was on my JV squad last year and actually got varsity time, so we're happy to have her back. Thank you. Congratulations. Thank you. Most terrifying thing I've ever done in my life. Getting varsity time, it was so scary. Like, the first game I got in, I didn't get, like, a lot, but it was enough to make me scared. <laughs> now you've been there done that yeah now i have the experience now i know what to expect yeah so each one of these girls was a little bit different in my decision um sorry ash but i'm gonna kind of put it all out there ashlyn doesn't have necessarily have the greatest friend group which creates very lack of self-esteem lack of confidence and ashlyn has probably the most talented person 
that you've ever met. She's the funniest person you've ever met. She can make anyone laugh. She makes you feel so good. And guess what Ashlyn's motto is for life? What is it? Eight hugs a day makes you grow. No. Eight hugs a day for maintenance. 12 hugs a day for growth. Yes. So Ashlyn is a hugger. She hugs everyone and it always makes me smile. So I love that with her. And then Maylee, it was kind of like a diamond in the rough, right? Maylee came into the varsity, I mean, to the freshman squad, JV, um, had very, a lot of success, honestly, right? She's a, has a smaller size to her, but she hits the ground running. Like what people don't understand about Maylee, what Maylee didn't understand about herself is that she is a force and a force to be reckoned with. And so I wanted Maylee to tap into that and to find that within herself. And that's why I sent her to class. So Maylee, you know, before you went to class, kind of tell me a little bit about your thought process, how you spoke to yourself. And then after you went to class, what has changed? And that just within 30 days. Yeah, I feel like before I went to class, I was a little more like closed off from people. I didn't really open up enough. And what do you mean by that? Now, the only reason I'm asking is because it's pretty common, right? You, I'm sure you have lots of friends that are closed off. Yeah. And it's probably easier or, you know, not as challenging, I'll say, for you to be open with some of the people that you're most closest to maybe a, a parent or a sibling or somebody like that, even a close friend. But when you get into larger groups, that really changes, right? Yeah. Just like holding back my thoughts and feelings from certain things instead of telling them, I just hold my tongue, bite my tongue, whoops. And they wouldn't know what I was thinking. And so that made me like kind of separate, I guess, a little. And I wanted to be like, I didn't know I wanted to be closer with my friends and family until after class because it really hit me that, I need to make the most of the time I have and with the connections that I have with those people who love me. Yeah, it's great insight. How old are you today? I'm 15. Yes. Don't you just love that? <laughs> I do. I love it. Yeah, 15 years old to just have that awareness already about, you know, how you show up or don't and, and, and you know, what really is missing for you, right? Because, again, I mean, I'm sure your parents are proud of you. Yeah. Right? They think you're the greatest and they probably tell you all the time, don't they? Yeah. And I feel like before class, I real well, after class, I realized how much I took that for granted. Like I didn't realize that they have always been there for me, no matter what choice I like, I could drop soccer right now and they would support me fully. I could go to the circus and they could support me fully. So how old were you when you started playing? Soccer? Yeah. Four or five. So already a decade of soccer, but it feels like a few lifetimes already, doesn't it? Yeah. Yeah, and you're just getting started. Yeah, I'm excited to like use what I learned from the camp and use that to grow not only on my soccer skills and like that, but in my life too, just with other people and with myself. And she's already done it. Like Maylee shows up to conditioning, she shows up to practice and she's there and everyone knows she's there because she's not the quiet girl in the corner anymore. <laughs> she's not the one just sitting back, right? So there's great big good morning. <laughs> <laughs> Pretty much. We'll she doesn't have to do it, but she's there, she's loud, she's present, and I love it. No, yeah, I really I realize like the impact of when people cheer you on, how much When they cheer who on? Oh, shoot. When they cheer me on, how much that like makes me want to push myself more and better myself because 
like I know that I have people supporting me and they believe in me and I can do it. So, so do you find yourself now with that awareness really pushing yourself to cheer others on? Yes. Yeah. You guys notice that within your within your team already? Yeah, for because, sure. Because I mean almost thirty percent basically of your team got to go to class. You can really see people like start to step up. Like before we had just like a few girls here and there like always would be doing it. And now there's more of like a variety and it doesn't matter like what age there's like freshmen, sophomore, junior, seniors doing it. It doesn't matter. And it's really cool to see that. So you should write a book first off, (laughs) but I want to jump over kind of the same question to you before you went to class, what was your mindset? And then after class 30 days ago, what changed? Yeah. So kind of like Kenzie talked about a little bit, um, I was kind of just going through the motions, I feel like. And I, like, wasn't aware of, like, how my actions were, like, affecting other people. Like, I can get pretty moody, I'm not going to lie. and That doesn't show up for any other teen <laughs> girls or and, boys. No, right? So, Never. like, I wasn't, I was just realizing, like, oh, like, I'm in a bad mood, like, whatever. But I was treating, like, the people around me badly, like, my mom, my sisters. And I wasn't seeing, like... Oh, how that makes them feel when I'm rude to them. So that was an eye opener definitely throughout the training. And I guess I was just more like closed off. I was like hiding in the background and not fully aware of like how powerful I am. But because like she said, my friend group like wasn't pushing me to be myself. Mike, my Wow, didn't think I was going to get emotional. (laughs) But they weren't, like, pushing me to be, like, my best self. And that really, like, after the training, I'm like, wow, like, the people surrounding me, I'm like, ooh, I need to change friend groups, jeez. (laughs) But it was another big iron opener after the training to see, like, the people who are around you have a big effect on, like, your actions and who you are. So that was cool to see, too. The reason why that's so emotional (laughs) is because it's real. You know, the friend, the people that we spend our time with, those are the people that are most important to us, we believe, right? Yeah. And, and some of those people, they, they help us and some of them really hold us back. And the harder you start to push yourselves to be better versions of yourselves or, or to grow and, and to create that life and, and achieve those goals you see, you'll, you'll recognize there will be po- people that it scares them. Or they don't like that, right? They want you to stay where they're at. And so that's where some of the jealousy and, and some of those things really come into play. And what you've got to focus on is just the goals, the dreams, the aspirations, and the people that are standing beside you, cheering you on, saying, you got this, go do it. Those are the ones that really matter. Because when you get there, when you achieve those things, the others, the naysayers are the ones that weren't really supporting you or helping you. They're usually the ones, you know, that are standing there saying, you know, good job. Yeah. And they, they do come around and then you, you're the one that inspires them. And it's hard, right? As, as a teenager, your friends are everything. They're more important usually than even your own family, aren't they? Yeah. Sometimes like on Saturday nights, I'm like, well, I don't really want to be with my family. I want to go hang out with my friends. Like. I mean, I see them every day, you know what I mean? So high school friends are, I feel like, a big aspect because you're with them at school. Like, even soccer friends, like, they have a huge, like, impact on you as well. Like, how they're pushing you, like Maylee said. Like, if you're cheering your team on. How they're pushing who? Me. How they're pushing me. Like, if someone's, like, yelling at me to, like, push it a little bit further, like, 
I'm going to push it further. But if I'm like in my own head, like, oh my gosh, I'm so tired. Like I need to stop versus someone cheering me on. I'm going to go that extra mile. Yeah. And I see that in my training. Um, we had a hard conditioning this morning and the girls stepped up and they were like, let's go like, just finish your reps. We don't care how long it takes you, but just finish, do it for yourself. I thought it was really cool to see that because it's from my girls that went to team, right? They're the ones that are stepping up and making a difference, cheering each other on, leading by example as well, right? They're the ones that are finishing and they're putting all out effort into all of our trainings, all of our conditionings, and it's building this unity already. And as a coach, that's amazing. And then know it because I have very personal relationships with my players to see them grow individually is even better because I know that after soccer, they're going to succeed because soccer is a small portion, right? Soccer is fun and sports in general is fun and it takes up a lot of your time. But in all reality, it's a small portion of your life. It's the relationships and memories. It's not the big picture behind it. No, it's not. I could, I can never go back and be like, oh, this soccer game, I made this goal from this spot. More so, I'm going to say, remember that bus ride where we were partying and singing and dancing and laughing? Those are the relationships and those are the memories that hold true to your heart and shape you into a person that you are. Going through and working hard with your teammates, right? Pushing through that level that you think, oh, I'm done. When you really have a couple yeah, more. Yeah, the games are fun if you, if you take practice serious, put in the work. Oh, for sure, right? It's a lot more fun when you're not dying out there on the field. Yeah, you definitely notice a difference when like you've been going to every conditioning in the summer, when I've been going to every conditioning in the summer, and I've been pushing myself. And then when August comes around and you have those hot summer games, you can like really, I can really feel it. <laughs> definitely not going to let you go. <laughs> Well, as, as you talk about your friends and so forth, there's a mentor of mine, his name's Dave Ramsey, and he talks about if you want to be fit, hang out with fit people. If you want to be positive, hang out with positive people. You just reaffirm that. And the people you do hang out with are everything. So continue down that path and find the right people in your life. And I think that's what the listeners, the see, one of the biggest secrets to life, and you just reaffirm that today and if people that are listening right now can understand that and the coach the leader and following those footsteps of success that have already been done you don't need to reinvent the wheel just keep going and hanging out with good people yeah mainly i mean coming home think about when you guys were invited or voluntold i don't know how it worked but when you were invited to go to class, I mean, how did that feel for you? Well, okay. Kenzie had like this sketchy group me group that just said an opportunity. <laughs> and so I got it and I turned to my dad and I was like, what is this? I'm like, I don't know if we're going to go do training or I don't know what she wants us to do. So she set up like a meeting where everyone just came and met in like the library. I don't know. And then she told us what we were going to do. And I turned to one of my friends, Hallie, and I was like, dude, I don't know what to expect from this. And she's like, I don't either. Like, but what's the worst they can do? Yell at us? I was like, yeah, I don't think they're going to do that, though, because that's weird. But she's like, yeah, who knows? (laughs) Little did they know. (laughs) It's called projecting. (laughs) My bad. Yeah. Enthusiasm. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, but so you, you were given an opportunity. Yeah. And, and that's, you know, I remember in, in class, we were talking about when we frame something and that's the way we look at it. And, and that's the, the meaning we give something. 
And then we have an opportunity to reframe things, right? And so by reframing something, when, when McKinsey asked you or gave you the opportunity to go now looking back, how would you reframe that? I think instead of looking at it with like a negative mindset, like I did, I was like, oh no, what if they do this? What if they do that? I could just, I could have just thought like, I'm going to, whatever they throw at me, I'm just going to take it and use it to my advantage. I'm going to make the best of the situation that I have and that I'm in. And I'm going to apply it in my life and just do what I can. Ashlyn, your sister. Um, definitely going into it. I was, I was like, mm, I'm a little nervous because she just didn't tell me anything. Do you like, remember when she came home from class? Yeah, we picked her up from the airport and yeah. she didn't have a voice. I'm like, oh my God, <laughs> like, what are they going to do to me? She's do you like, remember when she grabbed a hold of you? Yeah, she was like, that was the best experience ever. She's like, you're going to love it. She's like, it was so hard, though. I'm like, oh, gosh. I'm like, I just can't think about it. I just got to go to it. Can't think about it. Got there. I'm like, what is this? I'm like, what are they going to do to me? And then they start yelling. I'm like, oh, my gosh. Projecting. <laughs> Projecting with excitement. <laughs> and, with enthusiasm. <laughs> and then after the class, I was like, that was so worth it. Like, that was such a cool experience. But just the lead up, because you, you don't know like what to expect. It's just like really nerve wracking. And I know we're talking about class, but really what I'm wanting to make the point of is it shows up everywhere in our lives. I mean, you guys right now have an amazing mentor, right? A role model, someone to inspire and motivate you happens to be a coach. And yet there are teachers, there are youth leaders. Um, sometimes it's somebody that's your, your peer, um, or, or somebody on your team with you. And there are opportunities. And when an opportunity shows up, it's all about how you frame that opportunity. You can look at it and go, were you guys ready for that class? No. 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 <laughs> but it didn't matter, did it? No. Because as soon as you made the choice to take action and trust your coach, trust your sister to just... JFDI, just focus and do it. What happened was you went in there and it happened, right? You put yourself in a situation, you took the opportunity and you just went for it. And that'll happen over and over and over again in your life. So the real lesson is when you're given an opportunity, you have a choice to make. Do you take action and see what happens? Because what's the worst thing that could happen? Or do you say, no, I'm not ready for that? Right. And it's, it's like going, you know, to play a game. Some of the teams you're playing, you may look at it and go, yeah, we're ready. And some of the teams you may look at and go, we're not ready. No, no, you're ready. If you put in the work, if you put in the time, if you've conditioned yourselves, if you're focused, you're ready. That's it. Whatever the outcome is, the outcome doesn't matter. So I want you to think back to, I mean, really what I'm so eager to hear about is a little bit about what it's like to be in high school today. And because, you know, it's been a few days since we were in high school and <laughs> what's it like today? I mean, share with the listeners. We have, we have a lot of teens to listen, you know, and, and even parents, what's it like to be a teenager today? Um, I feel like high school, I mean, it's easy in certain aspects, but it's definitely really difficult in others. Like for me personally, like my family expects me to have 4.0, like all A. So that's definitely a hard aspect in my life. Like trying to keep on top of those grades and stuff. Trying. Doing. <laughs> keeping. <laughs> um, but 
it's definitely a high school main thing is social. So you have to keep on top of hanging out with your friends and talking to people. And honestly, sometimes that can be exhausting when you just need a break. And it's like every day you're going to school, you have to be social. So that's definitely a hard aspect for me. But so on your phone, so there's a lot of interaction. So I'm old. I didn't have phones back then. That's a big part of your life. Definitely being on your phone. I'm on it a lot. I'm not going to lie. And like Snapchat is probably the biggest app right now. Like you're always snapping people. It doesn't even, you could just send a blank picture and you'll just keep snapping them. And people, I, all my friends that I know do it. And honestly, I don't know why we do it because you don't even have a real conversation with people. Like it's just snapping people back and forth. And I honestly just think it's like, oh, I have this many snaps. Like this is who I'm snapping when you're not even like having a true conversation with that person. And I feel like a I don't know, when you guys were in high school, you definitely had more, like, real interactions with people. Like, you actually had to go up and talk to someone, or, like, if you wanted to ask someone on a date, like, you had to go ask them in person, versus now it's, like, you text someone, snap, you want to hang out tonight? Or, like, versus going up to their door and, like, ringing their door- doorbell, talking to their parents, now you're, like, I'm here. You know Yeah, what when I mean? we were in high school, I had to chase them down and stalk them and things like that <laughs> to get a hold of them. <laughs> no, it is different. The reason why this is so amazing to hear you guys share this is because most parents today are absolutely unaware of what you're dealing with, what you go through, what it's like to be a teen today. You guys have been labeled so many different things, right? Entitled, um, you know, ungrateful, all these types of things, haven't you? Definitely. Yeah, and it's not fair. Well, it's crazy because I graduated five years ago and it's completely changed. Like we had social media. I didn't have a phone till I was in junior high. I didn't have an, like a tow, like a smartphone until I was a freshman in high school. And at that, that point, Instagram, Snapchat were really new, right? New platforms that people really used, but now they use it in a way different way. Like when we snapped, we had conversations, we videoed ourselves, we talked to each other, but now it's just like pointless interaction, right? It's a blank message just to have a streak, right? These kids that I've learned through coaching, actually, they worry about a snap streak. And if they go out of town and they don't have service, they're so worried about their snap streaks. Is that true? I mean, I don't focus on it anymore because I just kept losing it and people kept getting mad at me. So Um, my parents don't let me have social media. (laughs) Shout out to your parents. (laughs) So I was kind of mad before because I felt like I was missing out on opportunities that like I didn't, I couldn't meet new people through the apps, but now I see it as a way of like, I'm not chained to my phone. Snap, no offense, like snapping people and just, yeah. And like, I can have real conversations with them instead of just, well, I mean, I still text, but instead of just like worrying about snap streaks or what I post on Instagram or something like that, or if people like how many people like my post or it's, you know, you know, I mean, I want to talk about that for a minute because uh, it's hard from a parent's perspective. And, and the reason why, you know, you've been labeled so many different things is because it's it's been a different generation of being able to give, you know, our our kids things that we didn't have. And it's been so much easier to for them to have a smartphone or have, you know, some of these things that we didn't grow up with or even know about that didn't exist, but it's been easier. And so the parents today have created what's actually going on. And, and to hear that your parents didn't let you have that, 
first thing I think is hoorah to your parents. I mean, I think that it's awesome, bold. I, I think that they, you know, really, you know, it's, it's just so hard to do it because they're stuck with telling you no. And in the background, really, you know, internalizing your reactions and, and things like that. And how did you take it when they told you you couldn't have, you know, social media and things on your phone? Yeah. So when I was a bit younger, maybe like seventh, eighth grade, I was originally like, I used to ask them so much because I saw all of my friends getting the apps and they were always telling me like how many people they've met, like what boys they're snapping. And at first I was a little jealous. I was like, oh, I want to do that. I want to meet new people through Snapchat or something. But um, over time, I realized kind of how unsafe that is, just adding unknown people and letting them know like where you're at or just having, well, I mean, conversations with them, but it's safe sometimes. I don't know. Yeah, so that was conversation your parents were having with you. Yeah, it was. And at first I didn't understand. Like, I was like, I don't get, like, I can choose who I add. I can just tell my friends that they need to, like send me their Snapchat on text message before I add them, but they held their ground. And now I'm kind of grateful because I don't know. I just don't need that extra, I guess, lull to my phone. Like I have better things to do. I can go out and practice soccer or go on a run or just like hang out with friends the old way. I guess. Be a kid. <laughs> yeah. Be a right. teenager. Yeah. yeah. So how do you guys stay connected on the team? Um, We have a group me, so we just, talk through that and we have like sometimes we'll make like snap group chats and stuff like that but we talk i feel like the team we talk more in person like that's more of like a interaction thing in like verse like high like my high school friends that i hang out outside of soccer it's more like texting oh yeah with the team you when you're in season you're training every day when i'm in season like we're training every day we go through so much together like games we go through hardships but we also go through like wins when when I, when we win on our team and like bus rides, the best thing ever. I have so many good memories from bus rides, just like screaming songs with my team and just having fun. We definitely do a lot of like team activities, too. So like whenever we can, we go to breakfast or we have a team sleepover. We try to do some activity like last year we went to you don't try to you do. We do. We do go to Toads. <laughs> and we just, it's fun to do that type Shout of Shout out to Toads. <laughs> I'd like to get some money from you guys. Yeah, so we're really good with team unity. I mean, I like these girls to be a family, right? So we do things that aren't soccer related. Like last year we went and hit buckets of balls at Toads. <laughs> Golf, right? Like we, we got some drivers. I took the girls. They had no idea what they were doing. And it was fun, right? Stepping out of your comfort zone, right? And learning how to love each other in that kind of a space. Um, like tomorrow, we're going on a lake day. So we're going to bring paddle boards and we have a boat and we do dinner. So we really create a very family. I know, I know, right? Terrible. Who wants to do that? But we love it. And we do team sleepovers and movie nights. And we have speakers that come and talk to the girls. So by the end of the season, like... I know that these girls are so close and I know that come state championships, semifinals that they're doing it for not only themselves, but for each other because they love each other that much. 
And I love, I love the sports aspect of what you guys are doing. It's, it's absolutely just inspiring and motivating and you'll, you'll carry those stories through your whole life. You just will. And the, even the friendships and relationships, the part that I get the most excited about knowing that all you guys went to, you know, teen leadership breakthrough together and you're growing through the summer is when you walk back in that, those doors of that school to start, start, you know, the next school year here this fall, that's, what's the most exciting. You know, when we talk about the ripple in building Utah youth and that ripple is you guys are the ripple. You're the waves, right? You walk in those front doors and everyone that you look at, everyone that you talk to, everyone that you spend time with and associate with mentor or inspire or lead. And it can be something very simple as just saying, hi, that's the difference. And really what starts to take shape and, and, and the, the positive movement forward that happens inside your school. And you guys get to be the ones that do that. So no longer is it, you know, you guys are a unified group. Sure. The, the soccer team, which is awesome in itself, but you're also just kids, right? And you get to be kids, but you get to be role model, positive role models for the rest of your class. And it is, does that feel heavy to you at all? Or does it feel exciting? Um, for me, it feels more exciting just because before I went to the class, I was more like worried about other, what other people were going to think of me. And like, that was my biggest fear. And now I'm like, well, who cares? Like my like impact on someone else is way that outweighs what other people are going to think when I do it. Like, Oh, I'm going to raise my, like a simple thing, like raising my hand in class. Like I was so worried. Like if I get this answer wrong, what are people going to think? Like who cares? What's the worst thing that's going to happen? Who cares? Oh, she got it wrong. Oh, Oh, great. Like, you know what I mean? Yeah. But what happens is you give other people permission to do what? Like control my actions. But you give other people permission to raise their hands and get it wrong. (laughs) It's not that big of a deal, right? It's, it's not a deal breaker. It's not going to change anything. Actually what it does is that's the inspiring piece. That's what leaders do. Remember the first people that got up to speak in your class? What happened to them? Um, they were a little shaky at first, but like once they got up and spoke, everyone else started to realize, oh, it's okay. And like, nobody else is going to judge me here. And so they started getting up and speaking like their feelings. And and then the same thing happened in the rest of the processes, right? Yeah. You may have been a little scared or or hesitated to go, or maybe you were the one that was excited to get up and and go first. Didn't you speak first at graduation? Um, I spoke like fourth. Pretty, pretty quick, right? After Mm -hmm. we, we started. Yeah. I mean, and you think back to those moments, it's just a decision. It's okay. Mm-hmm. Somebody has to go first. Somebody's, and it doesn't mean you always go first in your lives. It just means when it's time and somebody needs to step up, that somebody is who? It's me. <laughs> it is. And one thing I took away from my class is you fell forward, right? You get up and you make a stance and you fell, but then you fell forward and you try again, right? You don't fell and go backwards. You fell and take one step forward and then you're going to succeed, right? You're going to make a positive impact again because you're not scared of that failure anymore. And I was, that was definitely the thing that I learned is I was so scared of failure. I was the same way as my sister is I was more of a follower in a lot of aspects of my life. Right. And that follower to leader mentality is huge because who cares if you fell, like you said, what's the worst thing that can happen if you fail, 
You do it again. You learn. Yeah. And that's the goal. And that's in real life. It's okay to fail. Just don't quit. Exactly. And keep moving forward. Going back to your phones just real quick. And I want to hear the audience. I want them to understand this. In high school, there is bullying. Yes or no? Yes. So one of the things that you taught me is maybe a phone's not the best thing for a child. And I'm talking to the parents right now. What, what would that empower your child? Do they really need it? Yes no, or no? I definitely think you're right. They don't need it because you have so many like people in your neighborhood that you can connect with. You have people at school that you can connect with. You don't need a phone until, well, okay, until like you get a lot older. But like children having phones, it just takes away from them being kids because they're just constantly on it when you could be out making new friends, making connections with other people or just being outside in general. Yeah, I mean, it was two and a half days. You guys were there for basically 48 hours at a minimum without your phones. And it was okay. It was actually kind of freeing for me because like I didn't have the pressure of, oh, I need to answer this person back immediately or how much time do I need to wait to answer this person back? It was like, I didn't have any of that pressure and I could just be me and go through the class and everything without the distraction of my phone. Ashlyn, how was it for you? At first I was like, where's my phone at? Like, I'm like, I lost it. I'm like, I don't <laughs> Little want phone it. withdrawal. Yeah, like I was like, I feel like I am missing something. And then after a while, I'm like, I don't even need my phone. What was I thinking? Like, I just need a watch. Yeah, adults <laughs> would leave home without their car keys if it was possible. But very rare for, for them to leave without their phone. And, and I've noticed even with my own kids, I mean, it's just something that's always there. And what happens is you're not there. I've done it myself. I get engaged in emails and, and things like that. Even, even jumping on to look at what's going on with, um, you know, on social media and pretty soon 15 minutes has gone by (laughs) and it's easy, right? gone 15 minutes just wasted 15 minutes looking at what and so if you could give advice to other kids what would your advice be right now just having this a little bit of awareness um probably just not getting sucked into your phone because I noticed like definitely before the thing the training I'd be like two hours I'm like I've been on my phone for two hours and I didn't even realize like it just flies by like you get sucked into your phone and what are you missing when you're spending that time real life like interactions like you don't need your phone personally. Like it's nice to be able to call people and text people. That's the only good aspect about it. But like you said, there's bullying, like people just hide behind their phones and that's a really easy way for people to be mean to others. And like, there's so many negative aspects being like sucked in, spending all your time on your phone. Like I notice myself like constantly checking it. Like, Oh, did this person stop me back? Is this person responding to me? Oh, it's been 20 minutes and they still haven't responded to me. Like, I just feel like it's a really negative thing that you just keep spiraling down. Maylee, have you been bullied on social media? I have not because I don't have social media. <laughs> so, I mean, and, and I just, I'm just saying this out loud because I mean, my, my daughter who's, who's 13 right now and, or excuse me, 14 right now, um, you know, she's been bullied and, and I look back and I go, if, if she didn't have social media, it's pretty tough for them to pull that off. Mm-hmm. They actually can't do it. Yeah, honestly, 
I would recommend like maybe taking a break from social media and just to see how you like it just for like maybe a week or so and see how you do without it because then you can go out and you can see your friends without checking your phone constantly or worrying about you know when other people are going to snap you and I don't know I feel a lot more free without social media but I think that's rare I think Maylee's perspective on social media is rare because I do think it's hard with parents because they do take their social media away from their kids. And then there's a backlash, yeah. right? Their kids are pissed at them. They don't understand why, but Maylee's at least mature enough to understand because it. Because why me? All my friends can do it. Yeah, why, exactly. Why not me? Exactly. Why me? They feel punished. They're not being punished. They're actually, it's a gift in, this, in the whole like idea of it. So Maylee, you have an in initiative. <laughs> yeah, get going. Well, I, def I definitely felt like what Kenzie said um, when I was first like asking my parents for social media and they said no. I was like, oh, I'm so picked on. Uh, they don't love me. But really, as no, and I want you to say it like you mean it, because that's what was happening. I mean, were you mad at them? Were you upset at them? I was. Yeah. Did you want, I mean, and I'm sure that there were some pretty big outbursts and being upset about it. Yeah, I felt like maybe they were kind of like restricting me from having my fun but as I grow, as I grew where I am now, I realized that it's not like they love me. They don't want anything bad to happen to me, like getting sucked into my phone for eight at nine hours a day or something like that. So the, the social media challenge, Bailey's going to spearhead it. <laughs> well, and I, you know, you say eight, nine hours a day, that's real. And what you concentrate on all day long and focus, laser focus that's another thing that you become and you got to be care, very careful what you consume in your head. If it's all negative, are you going to be positive? No. So once again, I think, you know, you're hitting on something that's very dear to my heart that, you know, it's very simple. If you want to be happy, do happy things in life and hang out with happy people. And I, I definitely think that with say Instagram, I feel like some people set unrealistic expectations for like little girls and they're like, oh, why can't I be that pretty or why can't I have be that rich or that happy? But really, it's it's not that it's just those people taking like the happiest or like the best moments of their life and putting it on. They're posing. Yeah, they're posing and putting it on social media. But the rest of it could be terrible for all other people know. But it's just like you can't really believe everything you see on social media because not all it's not true most of it most of it's not yeah true. i mean you guys think back to being in class and you had 32 teenagers in your class boys and girls um pretty diverse group really you know not everybody lived in the same area not everybody grew up uh, with the same you know i guess upbringing and yet when you guys started sharing with each other, your thoughts and your feelings, your insights, you know, the real pieces, your insecurities, your fears, what happened? Um, I felt like it was a really cool experience just to know that other people are going through the same thing versus being at home on your phone. For example, you're like, am I the only person feeling like this? Am I the only person feeling like, oh, I'm not as good as this other girl on Instagram because she's doing all that. She's traveling. She's so pretty. Like, stuff like that. And so when you're in that training and you're just in that classroom all together, no phones, you're all interacting. It's cool to see like P 
people are feeling the same thing. People are going through their own hardships and I can relate to that. And it's definitely cool that um, as you get going into the class, you get to understand that those people are there for you. They're there to support you and they're not going to judge you. And so no matter what you like, what comes out of your mouth, they're not going to care. Like they, they love you for who you are. You know, and, and Kins, I want to, I want to swing this conversation over to you for a minute because I mean, I know that when I went to class, I was in my late twenties um, and, and you got to go and, and it's, I know it was a little bit scary for you to walk into that class. Um, was there anyone younger than you in class? Nope. I was the youngest one. <laughs> and that was so nerve wracking. I mean, like I said, I had no idea, but the first thing you kind of do after you do your first little situation is we all got, or I got the opportunity to introduce myself and everyone introduced themselves. And the first thing I did was compare myself. I was like, these are business owners. These are CEOs. These are corporate people. Like, what am I doing here? <laughs> right? Like that was the first idea going through my mind is I'm a 23 year old soccer coach. And to me at that moment, it didn't mean anything. But then when I was able at the very end to stand up and introduce my last module and do it with pride that I am a soccer coach. I get to change the lives of young teenage girls every single day. And that is freaking cool. I could like that to me is success, right? Like that is a meaningful life that shows that like I have so much more inside of me and I'm worth so much more. And people told me that in class, like the craziest transition was seeing that these people who I thought were like better than me and so much higher than me were just like me and they supported me at the end of the training. People were telling me what you do is amazing. Like you're amazing for what you do. And like, it brings tears to my eyes every time I think about it, because it's just like, these are the CEOs, the presidents, yeah. the business owners. And they're telling a 23 year old soccer coach that's trying to get through college. That's getting through college. No, to, I'm yeah. getting through college. It's getting through college that I mean a lot. You do. And it's so good because my block was not being good enough. And today, I don't believe that at all. Today, I know I'm enough. And I know that I'm worth way more than I even know at this point in my life. And I can't wait to keep impacting the youth and seeing how they can change and how what they're going to do next. Right. Like for my sister to make a decision to commit to Weber State, like I don't think you guys understand how big of a deal that is. She is the most undecisive person in this room. Is that your block? No, but it was it was below my block, right underneath. It was close. It was a close second. Ashlyn has FOMO, right? So she's always worried about what she's gonna miss out with, with what decision she's gonna make. But she made it, and she was happy. And I don't think she has any regrets. Do you? No, it was definitely a hard decision because I was deciding between two two really good schools that I both really liked, and it was just weighing the pros and cons, like. This, what con weighed out, more like outweighed the other con. Like, what was I willing to sacrifice? So that was just a big decision for me. And I, when I finally made it, I was like, I feel confident in this. Like, this is my, a good decision. And this is like, I'm not going to regret this. See, and that's like, what's cool to see. I mean, obviously I see, see it a lot more with Ashlyn because she's my sister. I spend a lot of time with her. I have a lot of communication. But like when season comes, I know I'm going to see that for Maylee, right? I know and I can't wait to see what she's going to do. And I walk the halls of the school. How is she going to show up? Right? What difference is 
Or are they both all nine of them? What difference are they going to make in the Bonneville school? Right. And that's so exciting because there are teachers that are aware they don't understand it. Right. They don't understand what kind of students they're going to get, but they're aware that they're going to be different. Right. I've talked to enough people that they're kind of like curious to see these kids come back. Like, what are they going to do? Yeah. So, so what's happening is now there's very high expectations for you guys. And again, you can frame it however you want, but you have people that expect excellence from you. And when we expect excellence, we get excellence. That's right. So, so thinking about that, what an honor to have the bar raised for all of you guys to walk back in those doors and, and have all these other teachers that have no idea. You know, they're not McKenzie. They didn't get to go to the class. They didn't get to see what you got to see, but yet they have high expectations for you now and you don't get to let them down, right? You get to show them what you're made of. So it's, it's, it's again, motivating and you can frame it however you want. But my advice is, you know, take it as an opportunity to go show those people what you're made of because you've now seen, wow, I can do some pretty crazy things, right? Yeah. And it's so cool. I know when you, I was given the opportunity and that's how I took it is an opportunity, right? I wasn't like, oh, what are they going to do? Like, what's this about? Like, ah, oh, that's a training. I was like, oh, this is an opportunity for me to better myself. And now I think of an opportunity as a gift, right? It's a privilege. Having an opportunity is a privilege because not everyone gets it. So what was your biggest takeaway from class, Kins? My biggest takeaway from class is to show up every day with who you are and what you want to do and don't be scared. And you're good enough. And I am good enough. Yeah. Better than. (laughs) (laughs) Definitely going into the training, like you said, framing it. I framed it as like, I have no idea what to expect. Like, I'm nervous. I don't know, like, how I'm going to react to this. And even the first module, I was like, why am I here? Like, I don't think I can do this. Like, when they wanted me to stand up, give a three-minute speech, I'm like, in no way, like, I can give a three-minute speech confidently, projecting my voice. And now, like given this opportunity going back to school and being able to like these teachers have these high expectations. Like I'm excited. Like I want to see like what I can take on and like what I can bring to the table. And I wouldn't expect anything less than those high expectations. Cause how would you grow as a person? If no, if somebody set your expectations low, like that it was in your comfort zone, you can't grow unless you step out of it. And that like, you experience more things when you're willing to take that chance. So what was your biggest takeaway from class? Um, I don't know. Definitely like be in the moment. Don't care what other people think about you. Cause it doesn't matter. Like you're enough for your, I'm enough for myself. And, um, say, I love you to my loved ones. Cause, um, they need to know, like I need to remind them every day. I refuse to let them go without them knowing. <laughs> Yeah, that's a big, it's, and I'm, and I'm sure that when you got to see them after class, it was, it was different, wasn't it? Yeah, definitely. Those love, those love letters were, hit me really hard because I realized that they really are there for me. They love me unconditionally and I need to let them know more because they've done everything for me and it's not fair that I would be like moody to them even when all they're trying to do is like be there for me and be nice and Give me every opportunity available. Ashlyn, when your sister was at graduation waiting for you guys to come out, I mean, the nervous energy, she just could not wait. So excited to see you guys. 
and, and to watch you guys go for it, to, to hear you, you know, when you find those voices and you guys have some bold voices, <laughs> like big, not, there's no wimpy voices no. that big, but she was so nervous and yet so excited. Do you remember when you seen her for the first time? I was just so emotional just going to that training. Like it feels like you're there for a month. I felt, it felt like I was there for a month, but then coming out of it, I was just like, I'm so glad to see her. Like I haven't seen my family. Like I love them so much. And it's just this cool opportunity. Cause I'm like, she sent me on this opportunity and now I get to thank her. And those hugs, <laughs> like there's no words that can describe them. Like I've never had such a sincere connection with these girls. Like, is this like an all body experience, right? Like sometimes people take hugs for granted, right? It's a common courtesy to some family members, to some colleagues, but like that embrace after they're done with training and I understand what they just went through is the most meaningful thing. Like I think I've ever been through. Like I, I hugged every single one of my girls when they got done and I, like that was the biggest privilege and the like the biggest gift anyone could have given me from that. And you took that home with you. Oh yeah. Like watching them project up there. I was like the biggest proud mama I think I've ever been in my entire life. I was like, I have nine children that just succeeded and chose to pass themselves. Like how cool. And then seeing them after like, it's kind of exhausting, right? You get done and kind of exhausting but yet there's still smiles on their faces right they're like ready to go home ready to like move on they were like let's do it again <laughs> oh i'm sure they were like let's do it again i don't know if I next that year far, but. <laughs> well well and you can and, and if you remember just 30 days ago you can go back on team and give back you sure can and the audience that's listening right now you just need to go and then you can find out more yeah, so I want to, I love, I love when we get to this point and, and it's really about moving forward. You know, Mackenzie was talking about we fail forward. It is always about moving forward. Anytime something shows up, you know, that wall jumps in front of us or that roadblock or those fears or whatever we're experiencing life. Yes, we get to acknowledge them. Sometimes they knock us down. Sometimes we get bumps and bruises and our feelings hurt. And then we get to pick ourselves up and keep moving forward. So my favorite part is what's next for you guys? Where do you see yourselves going? What is the next? You remember when you were sitting down mapping out some of your goals for yourself over the next six months and year? What are you guys going to create? What difference will you make? I want to hear from you. Um, definitely. Because I'm a sophomore, so I'm going, this will be my first year in high school. So I'm really excited to get out there and meet new people, meet new friends, make connections. Because junior high is like just three years with the same people. So yeah, I'm excited to meet new people. And I've definitely set more goals for myself since I got out of class. So harder goals, I guess you could say. Like You've raised the bar for yourself. Yeah, I have. Because I've realized that I can do more. Like, I don't need to stay inside my comfort zone. I can go out and I can accomplish things. So like 15 years old. Crazy, right? <laughs> Love it. Keep going. <laughs> so like, I want to play D1 soccer. I want to make varsity sometime. I need, I want to pass the gauntlet. <laughs> <laughs> they don't know what that is. <laughs> it's, it's bad. It's, it's a fitness worst. test. Worst test you ever take. 
but sounds like fun. So fun, so fun. They love it. Oh, I'm excited. I'm I'm really excited. There you go. Where's that enthusiasm, girl? Yeah. So like, if I so that being said, if I want to set high goals for myself, then I need to train. I need to get there, and that takes dedication. That takes heart. And so like now I realize that I can do that. So now I'm willing to set myself up for success. So like I'm willing to go out and run every day. I'm willing to get touches on the ball. I'm willing to like learn, like watch old games from Bonneville to see like what I can do better and what they've done. Are you willing to share those goals with the people in your life? I am. I have. Um, my dad likes to run with me. Well, he runs with me sometimes and my he yeah. loves to run with you he actually does yeah. <laughs> yeah he's probably more fit than I am honestly but I yeah I'm glad that he runs with me because it sets like a pace and he cheers me on and like I know I can do it again with that like people cheering you on it just sets the bar that much higher because you know you can't fail them and that's what I love about like our soccer team um Kenzie's motto is always like do it for each other so like earlier today, we were doing sprints and if we someone didn't make the time, then we'd all do another one. And honestly, I think that creates unity and like more of a stronger bond because you don't want to fail each other. But like sometimes it, it's so much easier to fail yourself than fail each other sometimes. And I feel like that motto is so powerful for our team because it's like we want to do it for each other. It's not just a selfish personal thing. Now you know the secret to being a parent. <laughs> Noted. It's easy to, it's a lot easier to fail themselves than it is to fail the family, right? And, and you're growing up, figuring that out right now is as long as you're focused on doing it for each other, it, it does take a whole different meaning because it is a little easier to give up on yourself, but not giving up on everyone else, right? Yeah. Oh, um, I definitely have a lot of different goals this year. Like, pushing myself farther than I thought I would. Like academically, I always want to get A's, but I want to take it a step further. Like I'm taking a lot, like I'm taking all college classes this year and I still want to get A's. You know what I mean? I want to like, and I'm trying to figure out what I want to do when I. You're figuring it out. I'm figuring out what I want to do when I go to college. So like, I'm going to try to do internships. I'm going to do internships and figure it out from there. And definitely soccer wise, Going to Weber State next year is a big step. So I want to be like pushing myself mentally and physically. So now showing up to conditioning every day is not going to be enough. Like I need to be running on the weekends. I need to be pushing myself that extra mile if I want to be where I want to, if I want to get where I want to be. And like one of my goals is to be playing in games my freshman year at Weber State. And so that's going to take even more dedication, like doing stuff outside of practice, working on my touches getting my conditioning in. So that's a big goal for me as well. Which is really cool because guess who's the first one at conditionings nowadays? This girl right here. So that's Yay. been really cool. Yay. <laughs> so I like what they both said and I'm just going to add to it. Um, biggest takeaway for me is a little bit different because I had takeaways coming off of LB1 and then I had takeaways sending my girls to teen. Well, it's been five years since you graduated. <laughs> right? Which you can remember being in high school pretty well. Oh, yeah. But it also seems like a lifetime ago. Like I have to look back. I'm like, how long ago was that? It feels like forever, but it hasn't been that long, right? But then I look back and I've accomplished a lot. I truly have accomplished a lot. And now I can't wait 
to keep, just keep excelling, right? To keep taking that next step. And my goal just keep going higher and higher and higher. And I'm like, there's no end. I don't have a ceiling anymore. It's not, I get done with this and I'm done, right? Like I'm in nursing school, right? And my goal is to be a nurse, but I don't just want to be a nurse, right? I can't wait to go on, get my NP, get my midwife, maybe be a CNRA. Who knows, right? But then also the aspect of giving back to the youth is something that is just growing inside of me. Like whether that's through coaching or helping with building Utah Youth someday or being on committees like that, like that is like a new fire that's been lit inside of me because I've seen and I know how it can impact them. And like, to me, that's even becoming more of like a goal in my life than necessarily career wise, right? Like career is still very important to me, but the whole youth aspect, I can't wait to see what it holds for me. And I can't wait to see how many people I can impact, right? How many kids can I change just by talking to them or sending them to class or training them, right? Like I try and give my girls as many opportunities as I possibly can. Because I know looking back to my high school experience that soccer was how I got through it because I had crappy friends, right? I had crappy friends that left me out and made me feel small. And I almost switched high schools. I almost switched high schools because I was so bullied in junior high. And it was because of Bonneville girls soccer that I stayed. It was the relationships, the connections, and the fun I had on that team, on that squad, was the reason I stayed in high school, that I was mentally there, that I was checked in. And then I couldn't wait. I went to college, played a year, came back to Weber State after blowing out my knee, which was unfortunate, but it was an opportunity, right? I got to come home. I now get to coach. And those all, all those things fell in line for a reason. You felt like it was an opportunity at the time you had that setback oh absolutely not right when something that like that knocks you down to your bottom you're like well what's next I've played soccer for the last 20 years of my life almost and now who am I it becomes an identity right I'm a soccer player but now what and so I had to find myself and I had a dark year to say the least of trying to find out who I was what I wanted to accomplish and I have found it and it keeps growing how does it feel for you guys to hear Ken's talk about herself like that? Honestly, really cool. Cause I've like seen her go through it and definitely coming back from her knee. I saw her go through that really hard time. And now I said, Oh my gosh. Wow. Seeing her come through like this empowered woman is honestly amazing to see. And it really pushes me to be like a better person and a just more confident person. Yeah, it's really inspiring Gosh. and motivational to know that we have such like an amazing woman, a strong, like independent person leading our team and training us like how to be better because she she went through those hard times. She knows like what we're going through. She can relate. And just to know that someone has been there, done that and that they're there like she's there for us is just amazing to know. And it's so cool to be here for you girls. Let me just tell you, like you guys are the light of my day. You guys make my week and you are what I look forward to and can't wait for tryouts the 26th. Yeah. How do we change the name uh, from Can they be like tea outs or, you know, you're going out for the team or I don't know. I'm just throwing that out there. 
Ooh, you know, like a yeah, negative word connotation kind of a deal. Not sure. How about you I, get the privilege? That, was, that, that, that definitely, we can throw that out. <laughs> you know, mainly in Ashton, I, I just, you know, you guys, you guys have your whole lives ahead of you. And, and before you know it, five years, you know, we'll, we'll pass six, seven years. I mean, it'll, it'll come so fast. And that's why it's so important that, that right now, just be you right now in the moment with the people in your lives. And if, and if you don't have people that are building you up and helping you grow and, and be a better version of yourself, get to find some new people and, and it'll be okay. You'll, you'll know the right people that maybe they're not the ones that are building you up, but they are the right person for you to help motivate them and stuff. You just have to be careful. You only have so much energy. You know, you only have so much to give and you'll know when you're with the right people because you can give them everything you've got, everything, just like Mackenzie's giving you guys and you'll still walk away with more energy than you started with. That's the way it works. You know, we call it givers gain a rapport. What you give, you get back. And you guys have an amazing, you know, opportunity ahead of you. And I'm so excited to really see where you go. I'm excited to have you back on the podcast in, you know, a year or two. And see what's happening and what's changed. You know, you guys, um, you just get to keep focused on yourselves first and each other. And Ken's, you know, I, I knew when you went to class that you were going to be having those conversations. Um, you know, I remember being 23 and confused and out of high school and, and not knowing what's next and, and thinking about, am I, am I behind Sometimes I feel like I'm behind. Sometimes I feel like everybody else has a head start. And that, that's what happens. And the truth is, that's why it's so important to stop and take a look in that rearview mirror for just a moment. Stand and think about how far you've, you've really gone. You know, because that journey, that's where all the lessons experienced come from. For sure. So I just want to thank you guys for, for tonight. Taking the time to be here, share with each other. And you get to go back and, and open up and share even more. Thanks for the insight into being a teenager today. Of course. Thank you for having me. Like, it's cool for me to reflect back and just take it all in another time. Yeah, me too. It's like inspirational to, yeah, like reflect and be like, I did that and I can do it again. And I'm excited to see what the future holds. What a fun night. Thank you all <laughs> for being here. I'm JJ Chanowski. You can follow us on Facebook, Instagram. You can look us up at buildingutahyouth.org. Have a great night and thanks for being here. Respect, integrity, passion, personal power, leadership, enthusiasm. This has been the Empowering Youth Podcast from Building Utah Youth. To become part of the 3%, visit Building Utah Youth on Facebook, Instagram, YouTube, or on our website at buildingutahyouth.org.